appendix part twelve of angels of the battlefield this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. angels of the battlefield by george barton catherine elizabeth macaulay miss catherine elizabeth macaulay the foundress of the order of sisters of mercy ranks high among the notable women whose achievements have enriched the history of the catholic church the religious institution first planted by her in the city of dublin has spread to such an extent that its branches now spread into at least every quarter of the english-speaking globe the communities of the sisters of mercy in the united states have done excellent work in many fields but they particularly distinguished themselves as nurses during the unhappy conflict between the north and the south miss macaulay was born september twenty ninth seventeen eighty seven at stormonstown dublin ireland she was the daughter of pious well-known and respectable parents her father was especially prominent by reason of his goodness to the poor and the unfortunate one of his regular practices was to have all the poor of the vicinity come to his house on sundays and holidays for the purpose of instructing them in their religion both father and mother died when the subject of this sketch was very young shortly after this unfortunate event catherine was adopted by mr and mrs william callaghan who belonged to a family that was distantly connected with the mother of miss macaulay her foster parents although very worthy people were bitterly prejudiced against the religion practised by their adopted child they were so opposed to anything catholic that they would not permit a crucifix or a pious picture in the house despite this catherine attended to her religious duties with great regularity and fidelity and by her gentleness succeeded in disarming any anger or annoyance that they may have otherwise felt regarding her course she was a model of all the virtues and this fact did not escape the attention of her foster parents dean gaffney writing of her at this period says every one who had distress to be relieved affliction to be mitigated troubles to be encountered came to her and to the best of her ability she advised them what to do her zeal made her a missionary in her district in these works of charity and usefulness she continued for several years during which she was rendering herself dearer and dearer to her adopted parents in the course of a few years both these estimable people died but not before the gentle foster-child had led both of them into the catholic church catherine was left the sole heiress of mr callaghan and at once made arrangements for systematically distributing food and clothing to the poor miss macaulay was now in a position to realize her early vision of founding an institution in which servants and other women of good character might when out of work find a temporary home and be shielded from the dangers to which the unprotected members of the sex are exposed she unfolded her plans to the very reverend dr armstrong and very reverend dr blake her spiritual advisers it was deemed advisable says dean murphy writing of this not to take a house already built and occupied for other purposes and which she would have some difficulty in adapting to her own designs but to secure a plot of ground that had never been built upon and to erect an edifice for the honour and glory of god that had never been profaned by the vices and folly of the world and which should be as holy in its creation as in its use and be dedicated to god from its very foundation the building was constructed and put into operation within a reasonably short time 
when finished it was discovered that the architect had created a building which for all purposes could be used as a convent this was regarded as a fortunate mistake in the beginning miss macaulay had no thought of founding a religious institute but in working out the ideas that were near to her heart she imperceptibly and almost unconsciously drifted towards that end daniel o'connell the great irish liberator was a friend and patron of miss macaulay and frequently visited her establishment which he regarded as filling a long-felt want in the irish capital in eighteen twenty seven o'connell presided over a christmas dinner given by miss macaulay to the poor children of dublin in eighteen twenty eight at the suggestion of the archbishop of the diocese she formed the order of the sisters of mercy there had been a royal military and religious order of our lady of mercy dating back to the twelfth century and this new order founded by a pious young woman was largely based upon the old one except that it was intended for women and not for men miss macaulay frequently said that what she desired was to found an order whose members would combine the silence recollection and prayer of the carmelite with the active zeal of a sister of charity it seems to be generally conceded that she succeeded in achieving her purpose three words works of mercy briefly tell the story of the character of the labors of the sisters of mercy miss macaulay did not finally complete her laudable plan without having to overcome many obstacles and to set aside some very bitter opposition part of which came not only from her own relatives but from bishops and priests as well a few years after the dedication of her institute miss macaulay and a few chosen companions decided that the high purpose to which they had consecrated their lives could be carried out if they would enter the religious state they were admitted to one of the convents of the presentation order and after an novitiate lasting one year she and her companions received the religious habit in october eighteen thirty one she professed and was canonically appointed by the archbishop as superior of the new order the costume worn by the members of the order was devised by mother catherine as she was thereafter called the order grew rapidly in numbers and in prominence the life of its first mother and foundress was active and edifying her labors were not confined to any particular work but embraced everything that was in the interest and for the benefit of the poor and unfortunate in eighteen thirty two she won enduring laurels by assuming charge of the cholera hospital in dublin she died on november eleventh eighteen thirty seven resigned and happy and furnished an example of pious fortitude to the sisters that crowded around her deathbed the order that she founded as it exists today is her best monument beginning in ireland in eighteen twenty seven it was afterwards successfully introduced into england newfoundland australia new zealand south america and the united states of america end of appendix part twelve